Well, hey there, sweet teacher, and welcome to the Joyful in Primary podcast. Congratulations, you have found your people. Whether you are reveling in the joys of primary teaching, searching for your teacher joy, or looking for a way to get it back, this podcast is for you. My mission is to help you find joy in teaching because a joyful teacher is a teacher who stays. And sweet teacher, we need you. I believe every teacher can find this joy inside. And I'm honored to help you achieve just that. During our time together, you'll find encouragement, classroom management tips, and teaching strategies all focused on improving your joy. Because the more joy you have, the greater your impact will be on your precious little learners. If that sounds like your kind of destination, let's get going on this journey together. Well, hey there, and welcome to a new episode, my joyful teacher friend. I hope your work isn't too crazy right now. Well, who am I kidding? It's April. This time is always crazy. I guess what I mean to say is I hope you're managing it well. For me, I'm hanging in there, and I'm enjoying my sweet little first graders and enjoying my new coaching clients. Being a mentor to so many teachers truly lights me up, and I just love focusing on their goals, helping them make decisions and take action on problems that are helping them create new joy in their work. This is truly one of the best times to consider coaching for you. Have you ever thought about it and what it could do for you in your career? Times are stressful. We have a lot to get accomplished between now and our much-deserved break, and I'd love to help you with that. My time slots are very few, so if you're interested, this is definitely the time to request a free 30-minute session. Just send me an email to tony at teachertony.com. It would be my pleasure just to meet with you to uplift you just for a little time and maybe to see if a longer term of coaching would be right for you. If you feel in this moment, hey, I need that. Let's just give it a try. Another thing I love about coaching is that it gives me so many ideas for the podcast. Recently, I worked with a client to help smooth in some transitions and get more productivity out of her time in the classroom. We narrowed a lot of things down, but found out in the end that the biggest culprit in the management problem she was having was due to hallway behavior. And so that is our focus for today. I'm going to share some of the strategies that I gave her to try that she found great results in with you. We'll talk about why this is important. It is deeper than you'd believe. And I'll give you my favorite never before shared here on the podcast strategies that help me keep my students quiet and calm. So if you need to get a better handle on hallway behaviors or just want to learn some new tricks to have in your pocket in times of need, let's do it, teacher. Let's get growing. Hallway behaviors have never really been a big issue for me until this school year. Let me explain. I used to work at a much smaller school. 
Literally, there was very few steps to take in the hallways to get from point A to point B. This year, I'm working at a much bigger school that has a lot of hallway to tread. So I've become more strategic in managing these behaviors this year. And as I mentioned, I've worked with coaching clients on this before as well. So let's begin by putting out there why this is so important. Of course, we don't just want a bunch of hooligans out in the hallway showing everyone that we're bad at managing things. But what I really want to say is that this is what other teachers and staff see from our students. Even if you have the most wonderfully behaved students in the classroom, they could come out in the hallway and show other teachers that they are just a terror. This is the only time other teachers and staff members see your students and their behaviors. So first of all, I'd like to just say it's not fair to our students when other people get these perspectives about them in just this short time of seeing them. It's very easy to get a little happy and go lucky and crazy in the hallway with your friends, even if that is not something you would normally do in the classroom. So we owe it to our students to manage their behaviors well, even in this instance. That way other teachers and staff get a good feeling for them. It's also very important because of the reason I mentioned earlier with my coaching client. It saves your instructional time. So if your students get out of hand in the hallway and you lead them back in the classroom, you have to calm them down at some point. They have to refocus. And what a waste of our time when we have to spend our precious classroom minutes refocusing students because they were maybe wild in PE or loud in the lunchroom. And now we've come down the hall and they've been very, very antsy the whole time. And we have to put a stop to it when it is actually time for us to begin teaching again. So if you like to be hyper productive and get every moment out of your day, this is just a great focus because you can train your students to be calm in the hallway, to enter the room that way and really avoid all that loss of precious time. So those are two reasons why we should focus in this area. And here are some strategies that I think will help. I want to begin by clearing something up. We often feel that walking quietly in line in an orderly way should come natural to our students. We don't really teach a lot about it. We don't really reinforce that as much as we should because we think it's natural. But I really want you to stop for a second, teacher. If you're walking down the hallway, maybe to the copy room, and you pass by a coworker that you really love to see, do you just walk by in silence? Do you just do a quick, quiet wave and keep going? Not very likely. I recently had a friend who works in supporting students with different behaviors who worked at my old school come to my new school. So I hadn't seen her in months, and it was just very surprising to me to see her at all. And when we crossed paths, I had my class behind me, by the way. I made a big old crazy yell, Hi, Vicki, how are you? It basically echoed through the hallway, and then I had to explain to my students why I was so loud and what a horrible model to them. So just remember, this is not natural. 
It's not natural to them. It is not natural to you. But there are strategies that you can use to help create this habit within your students and maybe help create it within you. Maybe you need to be a little quieter in the hallway, my friend. I know that I do. So the trick here is engagement. We have this focus on engaging our students within the classroom, but we seem to forget that when we're out in the hallway. Engagement is having them actively involved in something. I engage my students in the classroom with movement, with cheers, with lots of different things. So why would I forget this when we walk out the door? So insert some of these engagement strategies to make sure your students have a purpose for giving you the results that you need. To engage my students in the hallway, I always begin with a moment of reminder. Before we leave where we are, whether that's leaving the classroom, leaving the gym, leaving the lunchroom, I always have a quick moment to refocus their attention. Let's go ahead and get that over with. Let's go ahead and remind them in some way that we're about to go in the hall and there are expectations and you must be engaged with me during our time of walking. I usually say, eyes on your teacher and they repeat and then I'll say hands like this and they'll say hands like this, and they're looking at me to see what I'm doing with my hands. You can actually see this in a video that I created, Three Top Secret Management Tricks. I'll include that link in the show notes. But once they see where my hands are placed, that is where they will keep their hands during their time in the classroom. I call this our hallway challenge. Oh boy, doesn't that make things a little more exciting when you put that word challenge at the end? So this is how the hallway challenge works. I explain to my students that we're going to do a hallway challenge. You have to keep your hands just like this. However, I've decided to hold them. That may be arms folded, that may be hands on their hips, hands behind their backs. Sometimes we do more challenging things like hands up on top of our heads, or we even sometimes make little glasses out of our hands and have to hold them that way the whole way through the hall. So with my students, if they complete the hallway challenge on their way through the door, whether it's the lunchroom door, the classroom door, I give them a reward. I give them recognition for completing the hallway challenge. And no, we're not talking about candy or prize boxes. If you listen to episode number 78, How I Dumped My Prize Box, you know that's not the case. I recognize them in other more creative and sought after ways. If you complete the hallway challenge, I'll give you a head tap on the way in the door. If you are extra awesome at the hallway challenge, you, my friend, might even get a double head tap. (laughs) So what does that mean? I just give them a little tap on the head. But you know what? Every kid wants a tap on the head from their teacher. And every kid wants a double tap because that's special. That's two taps. 
And so I recognize them with head taps, sometimes with a pinky high five. And one of my class favorites is an elbow high five. I just stick out my elbow and they have a really fun time tapping elbows with me. Another way I like to recognize students is to give a student shout out. So on my classroom board, I just have a little sheet of paper that says student shout outs. It's laminated. And throughout the day, I'm looking for different behaviors that are exceptional. Things that students do that deserve someone to recognize them. Maybe that's patience. Maybe that is incredibly neat handwriting. Or maybe it is ninja hallway behavior. When students show me that they are exceptional at walking in the hallway and completing the hallway challenge, I mean, I recognize they didn't make a peep or walk a step out of line. They deserve a student shout out. So what do I do? I write their name on the shout out board. That's it. And sometimes when I know my students are going to be a little extra wild, like when they come out of PE, I remind them of this before we get started during our refocus time. Boys and girls, I know you've had a great time in PE but we have to be quiet in the hallway and I'm going to choose one student for a shout out as soon as we get in the door. So if you want to be that student, you're going to walk down quietly. You're going to go in the room and sit down on the carpet like a ninja. It's truly that simple for your students to be highly engaged while walking down the hallway. I want to give you one more strategy that I came up with just this year for fun and has really been amazing in the hallway. So I do not use this strategy all the time because it could become burdensome, but only during times when I know for certain my kids need to be calmed down in the hallway. So during that refocus time, of course, I introduce the challenge of what they do with their hands and I let them know they'll get a recognition, maybe a head tap, a pinky high five on the way in the door. But sometimes I'll say, okay, boys and girls, this time in the hallway, we're going to do line cutters. So you and I both know students are obsessed with people cutting in line. Oh boy, do I hear that every day, no matter what. Someone cut in line. They got in front of me. They did this or they did that. It is inevitable. So I decided at the beginning of this school year, since I have so much hallway to walk down now, I would try letting students cut in line if they were showing exceptional behavior. So what this looks like is, as I told you, I announce it first. I let my students know we do not do this every time we go down the hall. I will let them know when we're going to. I will watch carefully for someone who is being exceptional. And I'll call their name and say, jump in front of so-and-so. So, let's pretend I have a little girl named Kristen who is in the very back or near the back of the line. And she is just walking like a little angel. She's fully focused on me all the way up front. And she is just trying super hard to get to cut line. I'll say, Kristen, cut in front of so-and-so. So sometimes I'll let them cut to the very front of the line, right behind the line leader. 
Sometimes I let them cut in front of someone who just isn't engaged in the hallway as a small reminder that they should be listening and following instructions. But they know this shift has to happen quietly and it has to happen quickly. And believe it or not, there is very little disruption caused by it. Sometimes I choose one line cutter. Sometimes I'll choose several on the way down the hall, depending on the length of the walk. But this has just been genius for me. It is so powerful. It is the most effective thing that I do when I need students to walk quietly. I use it a lot of times coming out of the lunchroom because that seems to be when they are the least structured. So give this line cutters strategy a try. It sounds silly, but it works. If you really need some calmness in the hallway. But to wrap things up, just remember to engage your students during their hallway walks. We can't expect them to be on top of their behaviors if they have no purpose, no reason to stay that way. Remember that naturally, we aren't very good in the hallway either. And just remember to pull out some tricks. Pull some tricks from your magic teacher hat that you know will get your students excited and motivated to be on their best behavior down the hallway. Probably most important is to save your precious classroom time and save your sanity. Aren't things much better when our students enter the room calm and ready to learn? My hope is that one or all of these strategies help you to whip your students into shape during those long hallway walks. That wraps up a super fun episode. I hope this was relevant to you, my teacher friend. I hope that it brings you some more peace and sanity to your day. I love sharing these ideas with you and I truly appreciate my coaching clients who help me to realize these are problems that teachers are facing that can give them a lot of issues that can steal their joy. And so thank you to those of you who are listening, who work with me one-on-one. You bring so much joy and happiness and motivation to my life, as do all of my podcast listeners. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, until we meet again, go make a difference, my joyful teacher friend. Teacher, I just loved getting to share this time together. If it was valuable to you, consider signing up for notifications at teachertony.com forward slash subscribe. Never miss a tip, strategy, or freebie. If there's a teacher you'd like to share some joy with, please invite them to join us. But I hope to see you back here soon. For now, I want you to picture how your teaching life can be more joyful after today's chat. Right now is the best time to go make it happen, my friend. 